Hello and welcome to the Verblio Show. This is the podcast for digital agencies and digital marketers brought to you by Verblio, the friendliest content creation platform in the business. I'm your host, Steve Pakras, and I'm Verblio CEO. In today's episode, I'm talking with Natalie Henley, CEO of Volume 9. They are a premier Denver-based agency with dozens of clients nationwide. I was inspired by Natalie's mission-driven focus on supporting as many small businesses as possible right now and also deeply interested in her very contrarian view about the importance and effectiveness of being a broad marketer versus a niche marketer at this time. We recorded this on April 24th, 2020. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Natalie, great to have you with us today. Can you introduce yourself to our audience, please? My name is Natalie Henley. I run a digital marketing agency based in Denver called Volume 9. We've been in business for a little over 12 years. Great. Can you give some background into the type of work your agency does, the type of clients, and the, and the scale before we go into kind of what you're seeing out there? Yes. So we are a broad digital marketing agency. Historically, Volume 9 has been best in class at things like SEO, content marketing, analytics, social media. We help our clients just on a gamut of things, email, conversion rate optimization, dev stuff. Like we just kind of do it all. We have about 60 active clients and we're just across the board on in industries. Can you share what you're seeing uh, is going on with your clients right now and with your business in general? Some people it's been a positive impact, some it's a negative impact. Some it's just anxiety because they're not sure what the impact is going to be. They're sort of bracing for it. I would say like if I, the analogy I keep giving that I think is really good. I was like, we were all playing with a deck of, of cards. Like we all had a good hand and then the world came and all gave us a new hand of cards. So now we're playing with a new, de- a new hand and we're all sort of waiting for the world to do it again. And that's the big thing I would say in general for, you know, there's clients that are definitely been heavily impacted. And I think we're doing anything and everything we can for those guys. You know, we've a lot of our clients who maybe had to parts marketing spend altogether. We're still doing work for them because, you know, they've been our clients for years. We're really focused on helping them be successful. I don't want to live in the world where some of these guys don't exist anymore. So we're doing everything we can for those. And then other clients, like, you know, the sun is shining, like they sell cleaning products, they deliver food. So, you know, and helping them you know, react and kind of deal with the influx of traffic, the influx of stuff happening um, and how to capitalize on it now. Because like if you're a high-end food delivery service, this is probably like the sun's shining for you now. But when we hit this recession, which I think we're probably going to hit, the demand for high-end food delivery might drop off. How do they not only take care of themselves now, but start to set this up so that they're making good choices and can think about what their marketing is going to need to look like? then there's a lottery effect to this whole thing which is there's winners there's losers and then there's like the thick kind of like the middle of the distribution curve how many are in each each um kind of in each section and kind of what's the the damage or the or the bonus on the all sides i mean so that's hard to i you know we work for i have about 60 accounts so i can kind of give you percentages based on what i've seen on our accounts right um i would say that probably about yeah 30 percent were like wow this is an intense time, like where something immediately is happening to them that is a negative thing. About 10% are sun is shining, like let's make hay. And then the vast majority are in this, okay, we're okay, right? Um, and some are like, hey, you know, we're, our business model is solid. It's going to be solid now. It's going to be solid in the future. So like for those guys, like there's, there's definitely some where it's like, look, it's just business as usual. You know, our marketing will be careful, but a lot of the companies that are in that, that, 
that percentage you write in that lottery effect is we're about to have another lottery. And I think agencies are feeling that too. I think some agencies, you know, didn't have clients that were in that, that 30%. And so, or they're doing services that are in demand right now. Like I think SEO is high in demand right now. Um, so SEO agencies are probably feeling pretty good. But when we flip out of this into a recession, um, I just remember from the last recession, like, I don't know that SEO is going to be the top priority. I think we're going to feel a flip. We might feel a flip back to direct response. So all of a sudden, all these direct response agencies who were losers in the first lottery might be winners in the second lottery. I feel like we have like five weeks of data points or maybe six weeks of data points at this time. And if you have a different one next week, the entire thing that we thought we knew is skewed. I know it. And I think part of it is, is that you can't look at the data points too heavily because it freaks you out. The second you spend an hour really digging into how many businesses did this affect, how many people have lost their jobs, how big could this ricochet be? How much longer are we all going to be at home? Like if you really start like playing the worst case scenario, it's going to give you anxiety. You got to roll with it. I believe strongly in what businesses can accomplish. I believe strongly in small business America. I, I just believe strongly in what we as a society can do. So I'm very hopeful, right? You can only prepare so much for a storm. Sometimes you just got to weather the storm and keep on going. Hey everyone, I'm Annika. I write copy for Verblio. I also occasionally write poetry. This one is called the Verblio Experience. First, you enter our sign-up flow and tell our writers what they need to know. Who are your clients? Is their audience niche? Hone in on tone and personality for each. Build the right subscription. There's no platform fee. Now post a content request for our writers to see. There's no waiting through resumes or three-star reviews. With Verblio, our writers find you and choose. Then, hey, what's this? A new draft for you? Head to your account and hit review. If you love it, great. Lather, rinse, repeat. Watch the content get better as writers learn your beat. No time to manage it all and want a helping hand? Add Plus Optimize and more to your Verblio plan. You can add new clients as you go, then scale with time as your agency grows. Feeling inspired by this content song? Learn more, read puns, get your Verbly on. And if you like that, you should peruse more of our glorious poetry at Verblio.com. Now back to Steve. So if great agencies are resilient and are creative in response to all of these type of crises, I would love for you to share some of the things that you and your agency are doing in response right now with your clients. You know, in the, the last few years, we really restructured the agency to instead of being really good at one thing, like, oh, I want to be really good at SEO. Instead, we wanted to be really good at solving problems because that's what our clients need. And right, today's marketer has more to do than ever less time, less, now they're going to have much less budget, but less budget. And they don't have the ability to stay up to date on everything. And they don't need an agency that keeps talking them into, okay, well, you got to do direct response because that's the only thing we know how to do. So let's keep talking you into it. They need someone who's a little more impartial that will come to the table and go, all right, let's see what's going on. Maybe let's try something new. So because of that, we were really structured to be really flexible. So when this happened, we could just sort of pivot. And everybody who needed to pivot one way pivoted, you know, for the clients who the sun is shining, you know, we've done more email marketing for them now than we ever have. And it's going great. We've launched some Facebook ad campaigns for some like food delivery services and gotten crazy return on ad spend, like 27 to one. For those guys, we were like, all right, quick, let's do that. And then for other guys, it's like, wow, your, your return on ad spend has plummeted in the last two weeks. Let's get, let's switch. You know, you've been wanting to focus on SEO for a long time. We just haven't had time. Now we have time. I think as an agency, I, the big thing is obviously, you know, like the world changed on us a few weeks ago 
And it definitely forced me to like reconnect with, gosh, why do I do what I do every day? Why does volume nine exist? What are we doing to make the world a better place? Um, and I think every, every agency owner has got to answer that question individually. And when they do, I think everyone's got a different answer. But I think understanding that answer can really help guide you through when you hit uncertain times or high anxiety times. Like, what are you going to do to keep the momentum going. One of the things that we just decided to do is launch a free training series. So the reason I get out of bed every day is I believe so strongly in small business America and everything that businesses do to propel us as a country, as a society. When I think about new trends, new things going on, how far we've come on things like work-life balance in the last 10 years, like this is all from Small Business America. I mean, gosh, before this all started, small business employs 40% of us. So I just feel like there's such a huge piece to what makes us special. And this point of time so special is what the entrepreneurial spirit can do. And with that, it's like, there's very little I can do. Um, but what I can do is I can do as much free training, free consulting, free marketing as I humanly can to just help my fellow business through this. And then we're also, I'm doing free consults on my calendar. I'm doing an hour every day. It's not a sales tactic. You know, we're, there's no pitching. These guys don't go to our CRM. Like we're just doing this because it's something we can do and it feels good and we're enjoying it. And we're getting a lot of, you know, companies that are telling us how grateful they are. When everyone's asked like, what can I do? Like when they're on the console, I was like, what, what can I help do? I'm like, survive, just make it through, find a way to make it through. That's all I ask. You were just telling me a, a, a uh, a learning that you had from one of your first webinars that I thought was worth sharing. Yeah, I've learned a lot about webinars. Yeah, this is, it was super embarrassing. On our, our social media one, I tried to convince the team, I was like, guys, there's, a, there's an integration between Zoom webinars and Facebook Live. Let's take this one to Facebook Live. This will be great. And so at the beginning of the webinar, I'm like, hey, everyone on the webinar, hang on while I put us on Facebook Live. And I'm clicking, and I'm clicking, and I'm like, just one more. Nope, just what? Okay, never mind. I don't know what I'm doing. I, that's, we, we don't know how to do Facebook Live. Just kidding. We're going to keep this in Zoom. <laughs> how could our audience uh, take part of those webinars um, and find you? The easiest way is there's a link to sign up for them right on our homepage. So if you go to v9digital.com, we have a bar at the top above the main nav that will link you to our landing page where you can sign up for trainings, you can sign up for a free consult, all that stuff is on that page. We've known each other since we both started as our first CEO gig, I think almost at the exact same time around four years ago. I think ago. we did, about four years ago, yeah. So I'm really interested, people ask me this all the time, what advice were you given at that time that was good and that you would pass on and what advice were you given that you're really happy you didn't listen to? Oh my goodness, that's a great question. I feel like there was a lot of advice that I've been given that I don't think I would pass. I'm, I understand where the advice came from, but I'm grateful we didn't pay attention to it. There was a moment in time where I think right when I was new at being a CEO, where I just, I just took all the advice. Like I didn't want to have my own thoughts. I wanted to read books and take advice and all, you know, create, you know, momentum based on success. And there's just a lot of advice, you know, things like only focus on one industry niche. Thank goodness we didn't do that um, because we probably would have focused on, you know, tourism and travel because we're really good in that category but you know we're just good in a lot of other categories and I just couldn't I couldn't do it. I was like I can't give up B2B I love it and I'm glad we didn't you know we got a lot of advice to build up a big sales team I'm glad we didn't do that we sort of made a decision that instead of kind of trying to grow into a big behemoth that we like being a boutique and it's going to be more about taking great care of the accounts than it is going to be about 
bringing on as many as we humanly can. I think part of it is like on the journey of realizing that I don't need growth to be happy. Like that, that, that revenue and the growth of the agency isn't what gets me out of bed in the morning. What gets me out of the bed in the morning is taking great care of the clients. And you don't have to grow giant to do that. We got a lot of advice to do only one thing or a couple of things like just do social media. You guys are great at social media. Just do that. I don't want to just do social media. And you can't be successful and solve problems if you just do social media anyways. A lot of advice to build up team infrastructure. You know, don't don't do a lot of freelancers and contractors. You know, you know, hire a project manager, hire an ops. Oh, you have a problem, solve it with a hire. Uh, we got a lot of advice like that. I'm glad we didn't take that. Some of the advice that we got that I think was really good, establishing the sales process and putting some processes around that, I think has been really positive for us. The process of, I think, being more of a company of people versus a top-down organization. I don't know that I got that advice from a at one specific place, but this concept of like, we're really a team of people, you know, it's not about me being in charge or a director leading a team. Like we're all kind of in this together and like really have a flat feel to the organization, a flat structure a flat, and a good culture. That's been something that we've heard from different cultures in different ways, but I would say it was really, really important for us. I always tell people that I like to run my company like an ultimate Frisbee team. I think that's a great analogy. Okay. And then the last question, maybe on a lighter note, uh, yeah. is anything new, innovative or quirky that you've, uh, that you've discovered during this time of isolation to keep you or, and your family amused? So, you know, I've got a six-year-old. So I think all my, all my entertainment stuff, it revolves around a six-year-old. So all, all that stuff is like, hey, we, we got Sorry, the board game. We got Uno. Those have, been, those have been great. Yeah, my favorite thing now that the weather is nice is sitting out in the sun. And I'll just fill up like buckets of water for her so she can like, you know, make mud pies or creations in the backyard and I can just get some sun. That's really nice. That's awesome. Natalie, thank you so much for, uh, for talking with us today. Yeah, thank you, Steve. This is great. That's it for this episode of The Verblio Show. Thanks for tuning in. This is Steve Pockross in Denver, Colorado, signing off.